Hey guys, uh, Don't Mess with Christine Sidelko is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Just kidding. Well, actually, technically it is, but it's just my friends and this podcast guru named Mark that sits in the corner and tells me when my time is up. Anyway, Don't Mess with Christine Sidelko is a CastBox original produced alongside Studio 71. And you can find it on CastBox. Uh, It's an app that's available in Android and iOS. It's one of the fastest growing apps for podcasts. You can find all your favorite podcasts on there, which I hope is mine and no one else's. Um, My goal with this podcast is to become the only podcast in the world. And you can listen to Don't Mess uh, on your other podcast platforms, but I hope that you give CastBox a try. I think it's a really great app. You can find all of your favorite podcasts on there, including, hopefully, mine. I am here with Grace Helbig, um, today's guest, and she is a YouTuber, um, podcaster, uh, comedian, and what was that, Jordan? Go on, yeah. And a writer. Anything else? Actress. Wikipedia.com slash. Um, actress. Tell me more about your gifted classes, Christine. Yes, so let me uh, let me continue to tell you uh, how smart I am. Um, so, yeah, if you are just joining us, which is you all are because this is the beginning of the episode. Sure. Uh, I was just talking to Grace before we started recording about me starring in the fifth grade play, which happened to be for some reason... Antigone, uh, the which story I don't even of, know at all. A story of incest, of <laughs> uh, fratricide, of uh, you know, in in fifth grade. Just so, all the lighthearted topics that fifth graders are equipped to handle. Yes. Um, so basically, there was a gifted class for reading and writing, mm-hmm. which I was in, not for math, absolutely not. So you were in the more artistic side of yeah, whatever, left brain, right yeah. brain, whatever. And so they called it humanity. So we would, and it was okay. Honestly. Amazing. We would study like Greek mythology. That's cool. And like just do word puzzles all day. Yeah. And every year we would do a big play. Oh, and, cool. Um, it was a big deal for me because fourth grade, I tried out um, actually for Julius Caesar <laughs> um, <laughs> and didn't get it and ended up being a tree. Because but that it, was very brave of you. Yes. Um, <laughs> and actually, it's funny because in sixth grade, I ended up playing a man anyway in Edi- or, um, uh, the Odyssey. I played you guys were, your school is very much into Greek mythology. Yeah, I, it was just that one class. And you know what? I think it was not even supposed to be that. Yeah. Because my teacher's name was Miss Achilles. So it was her So interest. she was just great. So it was literally just her. I'm just realizing that now. The, but I'm so glad she did because I Greek mythology is one of my favorite. That's, well, she instilled. I took Latin um, for six years Yeah. Uh, in middle school and high school, and I went to Latin conventions like in the United States and th- that whole thing. So I don't remember much about it, but our uh, Latin department in our tiny high school was like one of the strongest like departments, so it was like good on a resume to yeah. be part of it. But we had reach in um, fifth, sixth, and fourth grade. Like the that was our like gifted and talented program oh, was that's called what it was Reach. Called. Okay. And at the end of every uh, 
marking period or whatever, we did mock trials. They, instead, so we supplanted the Greek mythology with uh, mock trials for some reason. Yep. That must have been what our reach director was super what, into. What, what grade was that? This is like fifth and sixth grade. And yeah, we have to come up wow. with the scenarios of like, what are the, and we'd have to make it as, I remember the one that was like the most intense was like in sixth grade. We came up with this scenario of like, a girl got bit by a dog by like uh, straying into someone's yard, but the yard was locked, but the girl like jumped the fence. And so like the parents are suing the people that own the dog. And we have to like go through this whole fake mock trial in front of all of our parents. Like it was a play and like talk this through in hindsight. It's the most insane thing to have participated in in sixth grade as an extracurricular activity. Yeah. That cause see like we did mock trials in high school, like in law class. So, but as a, wow. Yeah, this was like our, our play was that we got to do this mock trial in front of all of our parents. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun to get stressed out at an early age. about Performing. Yeah. You know, I've, and all those plays, um, I feel like are just rigged. Play, yeah. Like the, like the pageants. Like, but so you, I'm curious because you have a huge theater background, right? Like you love music theater, musical theater. You've, yeah, yeah. You've been in theater, it sounds like, since you were in elementary school. Basically, I, I wish I did theater in high school. So you didn't? I did. I took um, acting classes okay. as extracurriculars for credit. Right. But um, the musicals, I can't sing. I can't Me either. Sing. It's, it's the one thing I wish I could do that feels like a superhuman like power that people have. And I I'm know. like, I just wasn't born with it and I can't teach myself to do it. But apparently they say everyone can. It just is a matter of where you start off. So oh. some people start off naturally better, but they still have to hone it. Interesting. But some people like us start off with like horribly. And then your anxiety about not being able to sing inhibits you from even wanting to try to learn. Yeah, yeah. So oh. it's all a vicious cycle. But yeah, so I I wanted to so bad. Right. But I just couldn't. And then the plays mm-hmm. never had any good female parts. One right. year they literally did of mice and men. Mm-hmm. There's one female character. She doesn't even have a name, and she yeah, I was dies. Gonna say, who is, who it, is in the whole book? He's she's called Curly's wife. She, oh, they don't right. ever give her a name, and it's like I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's so as- aspirational for women. To yeah, look yeah. Into. And then I can't remember the other, but there were other ones where it was just like there's no there's no good parts. I don't want to. That's interesting. Yeah. So I never did. I wish. I wish the one thing I would change would be to just go back do, and do even that. musicals. Just try out. Would you, you be do, in the chorus? Let's say hypothetically. There is a world in which, like, Broadway, off-Broadway, whatever, asks you to come do a play. Would you do it? Oh, I mean, it'd probably be hard work. <laughs> I, I would want to say yes, and I, but I would probably, I'd probably say yes and then end up, you know, missing deadlines and, you know, sure, I mean, getting I mean, fired. But I would say yes, yeah. Okay, there you go. That's, yeah. just a, that's a starting point. That's Wait, writing the play or starring in it? Starring in oh, the play. Absolutely. That, that changes it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying compose an entire... No, 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 no. Yeah, no, would, absolutely. That's down the line. Yeah. I always feel like you can come back to playwriting. That's the, the classic, <laughs> that's right? That's my fallback, <laughs> is becoming playwright. an excellent it's Manuel becoming Miranda. like the most struggling industry of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's like, we need more plays. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a thriving industry. Uh, God. Yeah, all of the seniors do... in high school, their number one uh, career path this playwriter true yeah well i do love like 
like musical theater like going to see yeah do you go out and watch shows very often not anymore but one of the my favorite things i did with my mom mm-hmm. and thank you so much for asking me because i like talking about me oh, more than i like yeah. talking about you i'm trying to get to your mom this is just <laughs> me getting into hearing more about your mom yeah no um but we when like the we would go every summer we'd go see we go to downtown Chicago and we go see we dress up and go see oh, nice. a musical like we saw like Legally Blonde the musical that's so fun I haven't seen it I also want to see Mean Girls that's now on Broadway yes that would be amazing it looks great all that kind of like cheesy like built for Broadway kind of uh, humor I'm so into yeah I always say like why say it when you can sing it well you can sing it oh my gosh my voice uh, yeah. your voice from singing all of these singing, weeks yeah I mean honestly I, I how does Celine Dion do it Celine, did you hear her new song? I for the Deadpool soundtrack. Yeah, I saw people tweeting about it yesterday. I haven't heard it. I'm I haven't sure heard it it's either. Great. But I like to think it's like the Bond theme. Oh, it's like the equivalent of that. And she's like Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be funny? I would love that. I've never seen. Did you see the first Deadpool? I did see the first one. I never saw it. It's Was really, it funny? It's really funny. Because to me, it seemed like in the trailer that it was like it was funny but it was like just trying so hard to be funny. yeah no i get that and i feel like they had to do that for trailers to get people that don't like work in comedy to think like my parents to think that this is really funny yeah. when it's like you could see that this is a little desperate yeah but the movie itself i thought was really great and i also liked it because i heard and i don't know if this is true that it was in production or in like uh it was being made and then it got kind of kibosh by the studio and then Ryan Reynolds like put his own like personal backing behind it because he just wanted this funny action. He just believed in it He so just much. was like I think this is great I want to do this. I'm pretty sure something in that vague yeah. scenario happened and I was like I like that. Like this when, like yeah. A-list movie stars like I want to do something really fucking funny that is kind of an offshoot of like all these Avengers movies and good for him. Wouldn't it be great to just be like fuck it I'll do it myself. I mean, that's YouTube, right? Well, <laughs> but, like, do it myself and have it be of high quality. Oh, and do, like, a blockbuster movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. grosses and, like, breaks like, records? Yeah, that would packed. be... Yeah, and then your wife is Blake Lively at the end of the day? Dude, yeah. oh, she is amazing. She, I think she's pretty great. I can forgive her for talking out of the side of her mouth. <laughs> Doesn't ever watch Gossip Girl and yeah. she's like... Oh, I don't know what her, like she's, yeah she's got a little it's like her mouth moves around too much well not too much it I moves, can handle it like but. do you remember those old things on Conan where they would have the photos of people and they would uh, photoshop the comedian's mouth yeah on those she kind of talks in that kind of they do that on RuPaul's Drag Race too oh just watched the episode from last night today well shut the hell up because I not haven't a, how are you not a judge on that show Jordan do, wow. get on this I would love that <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah. He's emailing back and forth with Rue right now. Uh-huh. Actually, we got a, we got an email from Bed Bath & Beyond today. Mr. Bed Bath & Beyond? The, uh, the, the very same. Wow. Yeah. And what's what the, the, they was, say you can get 30% off your next order? I was going to say, it was like, can, they ask, can we ask them to get paid in coupons? Like, <laughs> That's my mom's I'm favorite. Like, do they know I don't shower every day? <laughs> like, I'm uh, all about that beyond. Well, you know. Oh, Click. What a great movie. I don't know it. 
Adam Sandler. The remote one? He goes to get it in the Beyond section oh. of Bed Bath & Beyond. See, I didn't know that was the premise of that. Yeah. Good He's a tricky one, Adam. <laughs> He's a little... Anyway, um, let's talk about you um, because I did prepare. Okay. And I want you to be impressed that I prepared. I'm already because impressed. Because I think of you as like um, maybe an older sister. I I'll feel take like it. kind of like a, a sort of look up to you. Thank you. And Mamrie too. I think you guys. It's like a, it's like a, I want to be you when I grow up. Th- uh, thank yeah. you. That's very very kind of you. You're welcome. God bless. And it was very kind, and I'm impressed. <laughs> that I I'm impressed that, about my own <laughs> kindness <laughs> and just my humbleness, um, humility. Um, okay. Uh, well, it looks like I wrote here. I did write this last night. Okay. Under the influence. Girl, I get it. Of violence. <laughs> um, the first note is, teach me how to be an adult. God, I mean, I'm still, I, I don't have all of the tools to do this. Are, you don't? I feel, I feel like you give off that you do. Oh, no. Uh, I've written two books about trying to do this uh, without knowing how to. And I think the best thing about being an adult is um, being able to know that you don't know how to do it. Like being able to say, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to be a good person. So that's as much. And pay your taxes. Well, I say I don't know constantly. Yeah. And I, thanks to my dad, paid my taxes. Well, then you're adulting really goddamn well. Wow. Yeah. Well, good to know. Let me yeah. check this off here. <laughs> also, you're making lists, which is very adult. Yes. So good for uh, you. My dad, my dad is the, he's got a list to keep track of his list. What does your dad do? He is a retired civil engineer okay. and ex-army ranger. So does he have that thing that my mom currently has, because she's retired recently, where she I get texts way more than I used to, because they're just trying to figure out what to do with their free time. Yep. Is your dad like that kind of personality? Um, not really he's okay. he is very serious he's okay. a ser- but but when we're alone like in person yeah like the guards he, down a little bit he's one of the funniest goofiest weirdest motherfuckers i know really honestly but, but only then, behind closed doors yeah, when we, like he would drive me and my friends somewhere in uh-huh. high school they would be like hi mr sadalka and be like hello like, it, we would play games. We would try to get him to, like, say a full sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just wouldn't. Really? And and he's not great on the phone sure. either. It, it's kind of, You have to be in person. Yeah. But once you get him there, he is just so, so, sweet. so funny. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really fun. And now I've lost what we were talking about. Making lists, being adults. Got it. Yeah. And I am an adult. And then check mark. Okay. <laughs> great. <clears throat> um. Next, I have, well... The basic. Where are yeah. you from? Uh, I'm from New Jersey originally. My um, condolences. Th- yeah, no, it's a weird state. It's I, very yeah. bizarre, and I love it. I've I've learned to love it as an adult. Um, I watch Jersey Shore. I do all of that. Um, it's like the a state where a lot of really bizarre and weird and interesting people are from, even though it's like microscopic mm-hmm. compared to every other state. Um, yeah, it's it's a silly, silly state. Yeah, yeah. just like a well, it's so. I mean, it's so you can't stereotyped. Pump your own gas. Right. I didn't know how to pump my own gas until a few years ago because uh, I lived in New York after I graduated college for five years, so I didn't have a car. And then I remember coming out to Los Angeles on um, like work a work thing with a friend, and we had a rental car, and she was also from Jersey, and we shot a video. This was like two thousand. 
nine, ten of us. It was like 20 minutes of us trying to figure out how to pump our own gas without like making it seem like we didn't know what we were doing. Right. And we had no goddamn clue. And it's still weird. It's weird now when I go back to Jersey at night go and see all those like the gas attendants and they were all like kids that I went to high school with that are all like that was everyone's like go-to job was like you worked at Wawa the or the gas station oh I've heard good things about Wawa oh Wawa's from BuzzFeed a treat Wawa's a goddamn treat because you grew up in Illinois near Chicago uh yeah suburbs of Chicago yeah yeah the uh and yeah Wawa is what's your equivalent there do you guys have sheets is that a thing? No, no, no sheets. Okay. Uh, like Circle K, maybe. Okay. But that's more of just like a straight up gas station. Yeah, yeah. These were like convenience stores, and then we call them Super Wawas when they got the gas stations like attached to the convenience store. Oh, you know, uh, it's similar, like Quick Trip. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it has you can order food there too. It's right, like right, a little right. bit more of a. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but apparently they just do it better. I guess. Yeah, they I mean their ordering system is great. Also, we're just like a land of hoagies, like su- subs, sandwiches, right. whatever grinders, people call them all different things. Grinders. Grinders. Yeah. Uh I never knew that they were called different things or that hoagies was a weird term until I was an adult, but they do them really really well there. I do. I love a good sandwich. Who doesn't? What is Sandwich is the most purest form of food. It's like basically everything in your food pyramid covered in one handheld item. You took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Because it, it, it truly is, and I I feel like... It's hard to mess up a sandwich. It really is. Yeah, and I've if you mess it, it up... But it really is. Yeah, you have to really work to mess it up. Uh, so congratulations. And that could have a double meaning for, for life. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, although, actually, I feel like lives are really easy to mess up. Yeah, yeah, they're way easier than sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, definitely. Okay, so you mentioned, so when you were in New York, Mm -hmm. were you YouTubing then? I started, so I went to college um, for four years, and I- Okay, well, I went for three, and that sounded like a personal dig. No, I was supposed to graduate in three years, because I didn't like my college experience, so I, like, did as many internships and got as many college credits immediately as I could, because I thought I wanted to get out of there, because I- I got a full ride to this tiny liberal arts school, and so I was like, I'll go there without researching any other school. Then got there, and it kind of sucked, and I was really shy and introverted and scared about everything. And uh, so I was like, this isn't what college is supposed to be like. So I got all of my college credits done in three years, but then I realized, like, I'm not fully – I was taking improv classes in New York. I just started. And so I was like, I'm not totally ready to move to New York if I still have a free ride, I'll stay here for another year, take like minimal classes, do comedy on campus and see how that works out. Um, but then I moved to Brooklyn uh, with my college roommate after I graduated and we started making YouTube videos because we had both. She wanted to be an editor and we had both taken editing classes in college. And it was like 2007, eight, the birth of YouTube and our editing instructor made our whole class sign up for YouTube so that we could post our editing projects and watch them as a class and, like, critique each other's projects. And so we all thought that it was kind of this, like, editing website. We didn't know what it was at all, but we all had to create profiles for it. And so then I started to see on, um, like, Funny or Die, I think, and YouTube were these two comedians named Beth and Val. And this is, like, 2007, 2008 were making vlogs like they were shooting out of the eyesight camera on their laptops and answering like just emailed questions and jump cutting it was the first time I ever saw a jump cut happen ever wow and I was like 
they're so funny. They're so charismatic. We could do this. And so Michelle, my roommate, and I moved to Brooklyn, and we started making these videos and posting them on. We didn't even know what we were doing. We had separate YouTube channels, so we'd post. Whoever would edit the video would post it on their YouTube channel. Like, there was no cohesion at all. It took us, like, two years to be like, maybe we need a channel just for this. Yeah. Um, And so we created our own channel called Grace and Michelle, and then this website called My Damn Channel um, saw those videos and was like, hey, Grace, will you come in and talk to us about, like, making a series for us? And so 2010, I made a series called Daily Grace with My Damn Channel um, and then put it on YouTube in, like, 2012, but was still kind of, like, doing my own YouTube in the, like, behind the scenes of that. So, yeah, that was... A while ago. Wow, that's a good uh, first intro to YouTube. Mine was literally fifth grade watching the badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. Yeah. So like you said, you didn't know that it was I had no idea. And that's why like when I started working for My Damn Channel, they owned my content. I didn't know that you could be your own like content creator. Like Michelle and I had our own thing going on. And I remember we got an email one day saying we got accepted into like uh, what was it called? The uh, creators program where you started getting AdSense on your videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. And partner program. Yeah, like 2000, uh, whatever. And we like cheered because we we're going to be making 50 cents now a month off of our videos. <laughs> and we were just like, oh, my God, we're doing it. Uh, but so I made all of my videos on Daily Grace and they were owned by this company for four years. And so until it, I got it, that was out. Like, it did that end well or No, not? it did not end well. Yeah, but it's over now, so it's who cares? over now, but it was, a, um, like, one of those things that I advocate to anyone that asks me any advice about YouTube. It's just, like, ask questions yeah. before you get in. Because Hannah Hart, I attribute to, like, the person that taught me how the YouTube space was working and, like, where my value was and how I should be approaching, like, deals and partnerships and things like that and so yeah ask questions don't just say yes to the first thing necessarily um so it was a great learning experience well i am still learning that but um more and more every day yeah so you talk about so when i first met you which i can't remember and i'm sorry i can't oh i don't remember what happened five minutes i thought i hadn't seen your videos before Uh uh-huh and then i i think i just saw like a picture of you on instagram or something and i realized that there was a video in high school that my friend showed me uh-huh. and it was you in and I looked it up to make sure it was you it was uh-huh. you in a kitchen and you were like cooking oh yeah but you were saying like weird things and I the fake one, facts yes mm-hmm. and I distinctly remember it was uh lettuce was invented by Michelle Obama in 2008 yeah and I was like oh my god I, I've <laughs> seen I saw that and it was still in my head because I still remember it oh, oh that was awesome. funny like you know, I was and just was like a there a window that had just a brick wall behind it? Probably, I think so. Yeah, yeah was that like was my Brooklyn kitchen. apartment. Yeah. yeah, that was so I've seen that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, those are when I was making five videos a week, and my brain felt fresh and everything oh, felt man. fun. <laughs> wow, I don't even have that as a starting point. So yeah, what a what a fun time that was. Yeah, well, I felt I felt good because I don't I don't know I didn't know yeah because you YouTubers. you're intro into youtube is very unique because like you said you thought it was an editing website i thought it was just a clip website right 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 where i would use it but i would watch like a music video right or, you didn't realize that there's like people to follow yeah, and like, like oh, you panda sneezing right where there were people going like this is my life every day like follow me all the time yeah so no it, it was, was very bizarre that's yeah. how i never did like 
now I find it difficult to kind of keep up with everything because everyone's very much like, here's my whole life online. Like I exist uh, for all these other people. And I, I remember I never made thumbnails. I never did any promotion of my videos. In my mind, I was like, if they're funny, people will find them. I don't want to be like hawking all of this stuff. And it took me so long to realize, like, put some effort into the marketing side of this thing. But now I still fight with myself against that, that I'm like, I don't want to just do the thing that everyone else is doing. Yeah. But it does work when you do it. I know. It. I feel that, too. It's like um, you have yeah. to play the game to a certain extent. Yeah. If you're going to yeah be in the game, you have to play. The one thing I can't do, and I no offense to people that do do it, right. is the retweet to be the next shout out retweet for dms and stuff like that i'm like how many people do you follow if you have to dm do right. you just follow and then unfollow or how does that work or what do you do i've yeah. i've talked to people about that before i'm just like how do i would be stressed out trying to do that and yeah. i think it's just like but it's you know that's the authenticity side of things like it would be weird i'm sure for people that follow you if you started being like retweet for a dm and they'd be like what's christine doing why right. is she doing this yeah so it's to a certain extent you have to you know say to, to yourself yeah but we're gonna take a quick break um because i ads. was told to ads ads get those ads 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 ads, <laughs> ads, ads. my favorite song uh we'll be right back hey guys taking a quick time out here just in case you forgot you are listening to don't Mess with Christine Sudelko, a CastBox original produced alongside Studio 71. Right now, I'm going to ask everyone listening to go rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on, hopefully CastBox. And of course, if you leave less than a five-star review, I will come to your house and kill you. Just give me five stars anyway. It's not going to hurt you. I don't like criticism. Thank you. Okay, we are back on Don't Mess with Grace Helbig. Nailed it. Don't Nailed it. Do you get the play on Nailed words? It. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we're, we have fun here. We have, we have fun. fun. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about, you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that in college you were very shy. Yeah. Um, but you were still doing comedy. You were doing shows, but you were shy. But yeah. Still. Um, I grew up super shy. I, I like, it, and I get... The people ask this a lot, like, how did you like performing seems like an extroverted activity. If you like claim that you're an introvert, how does that work? Uh, And I always say, like, I don't think anyone from my high school could even remember, like, who I was. I was very quiet, but very, like, observational, like, kind of almost like creepy, maybe that just like you watch how like people interact with each other. Um, And then when I started doing improv um I I knew when I was in college that I wanted to do something in comedy but I didn't think I wanted to perform I'd taken a couple like very basic acting classes um but I was really shy and scared about uh obvious like judgment and so I was like I want to do the Tina Fey route I want to write I want to be a sketch writer um and so I got an internship at uh the People's Improv Theater which is an improv theater in New York City and because um, I wanted to take a sketch writing class. And so I got into the sketch writing class and then they were like, there's an improv class that's still um, not completely full. You can take it for next to nothing because you're, you know, interning with the theater. And so I was totally terrified and then just decided, like, I'm scared. That means I care. I should do it. And so I did it and I really just started to love it so much and then started to perform. And then obviously, like, the internet became this amazing, like, kind of combination of things I love which was performing 
minus the terror of seeing like actual faces yeah. in front of you. Uh, so that was like, this is perfect. But I still like, I love performing, but there's still like a, I think there's a difference and I'm sure you feel the same way in performing versus like socially hanging out, like in a different sense of like performance. Like you feel like if you're at a party or something, you have to like perform socially versus performing for an audience feels a little bit easier in yeah. some ways or like not as terrifying, more exciting. So I think my shyness came from realizing that the the social anxiety of it all was a little bit more uncomfortable um, than performing. I think that's kind of like a different switch in your brain. But also I realized that I I do like being social, but as an introvert, like I recharge my batteries by myself. So like I can hang out at a party to a point and then I have to go like, I got to go now because I'm not going to be fun because now I'm just like overwhelmed by the situation. Yeah. And I think that just comes from knowing yourself. I yeah. very much am an extrovert, but I also really value alone time. Mm-hmm. I need, I will, I always say it's like, a weekday weekend where it doesn't have to be because I don't have a real job. It doesn't have to be actually on the weekend. But I need two days where I just don't talk to anyone. I'm alone. Mm -hmm. And then I can have five days of moderate to severe social interaction. And it's just knowing those boundaries for yourself make it so much easier to like handle being creative because you're like, cool, I know that on Monday I have a full day just by myself that nothing is planned great, I can get through this weekend and do whatever I need to do. Yeah, it's really just understanding that for yourself. Yeah, and that and comes ties into being an adult. <laughs> and being an adult, yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm slowly learning that, like, oh, things happen that you don't want to happen. <laughs> that are out of your control. you have to deal with them happening. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, complaining about it doesn't make it go away doesn't fix it doesn't change it doesn't do anything other than add more tension to a problem yeah yeah i think that there's a yeah that's a big lesson to learn as an adult that just complaining about something doesn't change what's happening that's what my i call my mom and i'm like well and also living alone is like if something spills i have to clean it up yeah how long have you lived alone um Four, five, four and a half months. Four and a half months. Yeah. yeah. I remember, so I first, I lived with roommates in Brooklyn for a while, and then I was like, I really just want to live alone. And I remember I asked someone on my improv team at the time, uh, like, who had been living alone for a while, like, I want to live alone. Like, what do you think? Like, what's your advice about that? And he uh, he was like, once you start living alone, you'll never go back to roommates. It's, <clears throat> it's terrifying at first because, yeah, everything is on you that you just, like, Oh, there's, I mean, you have a landlord or whatever, but still everything's on you that you're like, I have to call him to fix this. Oh, there's now a hole in my ceiling in my bathroom that I can't, if I just stare at it, doesn't go away. I have to like do things to make it go away. If I come home, my apartment's a mess. It's my fault. If, uh, yeah, X, Y, and Z happens, it's up to me. Although I do like the the mess being your fault. Exactly. I can only be mad at myself rather than someone else. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, I do love it. I do love it. It's just um, I have to force myself Mm -hmm. to do things because sometimes I just want to. But it's nice I have my dog. Oh, so yeah. So I have to at least leave the house twice a day to walk her. Oh, a dog changes your responsibility game. I lived alone for years without a creature to take care of. And so it's like. You can make so many excuses not to do so many things. But yeah. now having a, a living thing is like, 
Well, I, I, I have to. I have yeah. to. Like, oh, I have to go home to learn. Like, I have to. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. But uh, I think I'm getting the hang of it. And I think it's rewarding on some level. There's ghosts in the walls. Is that that frat boy in there? <laughs> I always forget his name, honestly. <laughs> the one that's really handsome and acts like a frat boy. Oh, the blonde one? Yeah. Oh, Matt Carpenter. He that's works on name. our show. He's yeah, yeah, fantastic. No, I know. He's got golf clubs in his office, so I get the frat boy yeah, yeah, yeah. stereotype. Yeah. Um, speaking of frat boy, no, I don't have a yeah. <laughs> I was like, go I on. I was hoping it would maybe. Um, go well, on. So I think that this is going well. Yeah. Uh, mainly because of you. God bless. Um, because you had a podcast. Yeah. And I'm, you still do. Yeah, I have a podcast. But it's different. Well, it's gone through iterations. So I've I've had a podcast that you've been on called I was on it, yeah. Not Too Deep, and we want you to come back by yourself because you were on with Elijah in the past, and oh, I'd love for you oh, to... Oh, that episode, yeah. That episode was fun. He pulled out bubbles in the middle of it for yeah. fun. It was a tense time. I, I Looking back, I fully understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, my um, friend Jack Ferry and I, who met, we met in New York, working for the company My Damn Channel... Um, we started this podcast like five years ago, four years ago. Can I just really quick say? Yeah. When I went on it, I had no idea who he was oh, the yeah. entire time. <laughs> no, I know. Because I thought it was just your podcast. <laughs> Which it and is. And this guy sat down and I wasn't like, oh my God, who is this guy? But I was just like, okay. Yeah. And then he didn't say anything. I know. So he was just sitting there and I was like, w- I was like, well. I know. It's, okay. Uh, and we, that was part of. When we were working with Full Screen, which is when you came on, um, they had like talent uh, managers that were booking everyone, and so we were assuming that they were giving everyone like, "Here's exactly what the scenario is that you're walking into." Because prior to that, when it was just us doing it, I would do like full explanations, full like, "Hey, this is what we're doing," blah blah blah. But then we were under the you know idea that that was already being told, so you guys would just come out and it'd be easy peasy, and then we. Yeah, quickly learned uh, that, to, like... To be fair, it probably was, and I just wasn't listening. But it was also... it we So we started doing this podcast, and then Fullscreen started their SVOD, and they, um, you know... Wait, their what? Uh, their SVOD. Their, I don't know what that means. It's like their VA, VOD platform, their video on demand. What's VOD? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's their, I don't it's, know anything. It's what they... Yeah, it's what that thing was that all of those podcasts like Shane's the thing that died the thing that died yeah. which is par for the course of SVODs like that was a trend that doesn't seem financially like doesn't make sense to me well, and I barely know anything about you know yeah. the, how to manage a you know digital company um, but we were like oh cool they're gonna take care of our podcast and give us like a video component which we were trying to do on our own before um, and so it was great to have like a place take care of everything but yeah, and then it quickly fell apart, it as you know. so <laughs> suddenly, and actually, we filmed a, a pilot with them. Right, which you, yeah, um, you told me, you were like, we filmed the pilot, we were set to do a whole thing, yeah. and then all of a sudden and found out. And then literally out. the next week, we get this call, and we're like, or, no, we, didn't, um, we were in an Uber mm-hmm. on our way back from something, and it, it was on like tube filter or something, and Elijah, go, we were like, wait. We and we're like, and my first thought literally was, wait, did we really do that bad on our I, pilot? They had to shut down the whole program. I found out um, my boyfriend's roommate was a writer on full screen, oh. and he, I get a call from my boyfriend in the middle of the day, being like, you know, full screen just um, fired everyone. I was like, I, in my car, being like, what? Uh, what? We're supposed to be go there in two days and film two more episodes of 
the podcast that we have guests already booked for. And he's like, uh, no, they got a they had a meeting this afternoon that they're all fired. Um, and next week is Thanksgiving. So they're going to like a three hour lunch getting shit face right now. Uh, and no one knows what's really going on. And I was like, OK, I'm going to wait till I hear from my manager about this. And then like an hour later, I got like the full call. And I was like, honestly, I wasn't surprised. I mean, I they're all of the SVODs like Netflix are very close to the vest about like their data. So right. we didn't know who was watching how many people were watching, who was the demo at all. So it was like, yeah, it was all very secretive. Well, uh, well, here we are now. Yeah, and, so, and I'm glad you're still, you're still going with it. Um, uh, same. I'm glad that, I'm glad you didn't sell your podcast to them. Yeah, well, I still got paid for filming the pilot, so that's there all I care go. about. I do want to watch it, though. Yeah, haven't you haven't seen it. seen it? Haven't seen it, and I was very... I mean, you should do Hi. an episode live where you react, react to, to the your pilot. You know, that reminds me. I should post a YouTube video. Oh yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Um. Oh wait, you mentioned your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Another case of I didn't know I knew him. Oh okay. Until I realized later that I knew him from yeah. SNL. Yeah, yeah. He was on SNL yeah, for a second. Yeah, I saw him backstage at the streamies. Really? Oh yeah. And I saw him and I was like, that guy looks familiar. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, like, the next day, like, or like wake up in a cold sweat. Yeah, like, that guy. Alive. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. No, he's he's very very funny. And yeah, yeah, we um we've known of each other for years and years, but hadn't ever like crossed paths, but have like a ton of mutual friends. So it's fun to date someone that's very funny. Yeah, I bet, yeah. Yeah, it's very nice. And it's also nice to have, like, a built-in gauge of, like, is this funny? Is this a funny idea? True. I trust your instincts on this. Yeah, because he does have a good uh, resume, I guess. Yeah, but, it's um, his job to think things are funny or not yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, what does he do now? Does he, he do does stand-up, stand up? Yeah. yeah, and he's cool. a writer and all that fun stuff. Yeah, one of my, uh, I guess, we'll say friend, but more acquaintance yeah. in college mm-hmm. was a really big fan of him and like oh that's awesome. his like albums and stuff i was like oh sweet but i feel like you guys like look like you should be a couple oh thanks yeah um i'll yeah i'll take that no uh, and i don't think yeah i think it's it's not it's not really a compliment it's not really an insult it's just I'll like a, it. yeah no it's just fun. like i guess i could have said the well, nicer version would be you look good together but i said you guys <laughs> but i'll take that yeah. uh yeah it's one of those things where we just got along really well as if we had known each other for a while so it was a very comfortable scenario yeah well speaking of like other relationships um yeah i can i just say mm-hmm I became a fan of you guys, like, after meeting you. Because I would watch your stuff, like, I would be like, oh, because I remembered, oh, I remembered I had seen you before. Yeah, yeah. And you, and I just want to say, like, you and Mamrie and Hannah, mm-hmm. it's like magic. Oh, thanks. It's so good. <laughs> it really, truly is so thanks. good. That's just the, I think um, it just works so thanks. well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's really sweet. Um, Yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, like I didn't have a ton of friends growing up, but I had like really close relationships with the people that were I was really close to. Um, and Hannah and Mamer are very extroverted, and so uh, when we all became friends, it felt like this very immediate like closeness. I think it was also the same time that YouTube was becoming what it is today, like this giant thing and we were all just kind of like stumbling being like what are we doing I don't know but it's working so this is fun and we're doing it together this is great and so there was a real like a real friendship there and I think that was always the weird thing to us is that people would be like are you guys like really friends though or like 
that yeah we're really friends first and then secondary is the fact that we like get to make stuff with each other but I mean you know you work with friends all in all different capacities so it's like when you're good friends and you work together it's great yeah then other people you know you find out like hey this might be not the best chemistry but we tried you know you have to yeah yeah that's the only way to know yeah Yeah. and the good thing is we all genuinely think each other are talented and funny and so that helps tremendously. And you all have your own thing yeah, on your own. So it's, it's not a we need to be a, a trio all right. the time. So there's that stress level gets kind of taken away because we're all still doing independent stuff and then getting to do stuff together. Oh, my God. I just remembered that photo recently of the three of you and Tyler Oakley. <gasps> yeah. Was, oh, like, literally, I love Tyler Oakley so much. He's the best. He will respond to me, and sometimes he'll like my tweets, but he won't follow me. He, I mean, Tyler... And, and I know the, and there's, but I know he knows who I am, but no, I just love him. But also, Tyler's one of those enigmas that I'm like, how do you keep up... Like, I have his tweets on alert on my phone just oh, yeah. to, like, inspire me to, like, get my ass on Twitter and, like, participate, because he's all day long just across all social media platforms creating content that's so unique it's not just like here's a blind promotion of one video yeah and also i don't know if you follow his tumblr his tumblr is one of the funniest curated things i've ever seen anytime he does it himself i don't know and we've asked him multiple times because also he like he schedules all the posts because it'll go live in like at 3 a.m. or something. So I'm like, you're scheduling all your Tumblr posts, but where are you finding this shit? It literally is my go-to if I'm ever hungover. Like, I just want to laugh. Tyler will have something on his Tumblr. And he's had it for years. It's yeah, most... I didn't even know Tumblr was still a thing. Uh, he keeps it up still. It's wow. fantastic. Highly, highly recommend. He is just, he is a social media influencer. Uh, he's really doing it. And he's very, very good at it. He's a constant yeah. inspiration about it. His, I genuinely enjoyed his documentary oh yeah i don't i don't think he knows Nervous? how much i like him like i yeah. just i just like him a lot and he is very much exactly who he is in his videos in real life yeah. and i think that's like <clears throat> weird for people because they think that he's created this like character that yeah. he is and he's just exactly that and i think that's what is keeping his career like the longevity of his career is just he cares about what he's doing and he stays true to like his core values and He's had such an interesting, you know, trajectory of all of it. And he's maintained it in these really fascinating ways. He's great. I can't say. He's also become so fucking buff. He literally came and did an episode. He's so handsome. He's so. He is with the glasses and the button up uh, and like the muscles. He's, I mean, he came and did an episode of This Might Get before we went to New York and saw him. And it was the first time that Mamrie and I had seen him in, like, months. And we hugged him and we're just like, oh, we've seen it on Instagram. But, oh, my God. Ouch. (laughs) This is insane. And it's really good. Like, he's just in a really good place, which is so nice to see. Well, him – do you know Sam Stryker from – no. He's a buzz he's he writes a lot of BuzzFeed articles. Okay. He works for BuzzFeed. He literally looks like Tyler. Yes, he ripped. was yes. He's and, a swimmer. Yes, I know yeah. who you're talking about now. Yeah, because people were like, I thought this was you, Tyler, in these like BuzzFeed yeah, thumbnails. And, but now and stuff. they're both buffs, so now I can't tell them apart. Twins. God. Maybe it's a conspiracy theory. Maybe they they are the same person. Yeah. Well, um life goes on, I guess. Life goes on. <laughs> this, yeah. Um well and I know sorry to change directions yeah go for it but um we talked we mentioned living alone Mm -hmm. but with an animal with an animal yeah we share a dog trainer i know and you texted me and you were like 
something about like David is training my dog, lol. And I was like, who is who is this text meant for? What does this mean? Because I forgot that my dog's trainers because like, she hasn't been there it's for been a while. Yeah, she hasn't been there forever. And I was like, this is such a like knowing text. Like I should know this immediately or this was sent to the wrong person. Yeah. And I don't know who. And I literally was in the process of writing you back and being like, did you send this to the wrong person? And uh, then it like clicked that I was like, oh, and I think. Hannah or Mamie or someone told me no Hannah told me she was like yeah I recommended your trainer to her because she was saying her dog was aggressive and I was like oh because I was like this text doesn't make any sense guys what's going on (laughs) but that and then all the pieces and all the pieces came together well sorry to confuse you but yeah um he's interesting he is great at his job yeah dog people in general I've found are very people that make their living off of training animals have a very um interesting persona well because they have to be on another level to connect so well with animals and to work constantly with animals that are problematic yeah because i can't i can barely handle my own one singular dog (laughs) but if i had the responsibility and was getting paid to try and train other problematic dogs i'd be like i can't do this this is too much yeah well funny he so speaking of the oddity he um Really great guy, super super nice. Yeah, came over to do a home lesson. Yeah, right before I got her back. Yeah, and saw my drug paraphernalia. Sure, um, on my <laughs> desk, and he goes, and I never told you the, this part. I know I told you that he reacted to it. Yeah, uh, he goes, oh, you smoke, and I was like, yeah, uh-huh. and he started talking to me about it, and. And long story short, I gave him a joint in exchange uh-huh. for dog food. I mean, hey, he it's was a like, bartering system. He was like, "Can I?" He was like, "How much can I have? Can I, I'll pay for this?" And I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, you can just have it because I had a bunch of them." Yeah. And he was like, "Well, let me, let me." And I was like, "Okay, well, um, give me this bag of dog food for free." He's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so you're a businesswoman. Yeah, I was just like, "Well, <laughs> that's pretty I just great." Gave my I mean, dog it's legal, technically. Drugs. You know, yeah, you're, you're right. in California. The um, yeah, no, he's a very, very sweet guy, and it's funny because uh, I, my ex boyfriend and I were, we got our dog, or I got the dog that I have now with him, and then he found this training um company. He found David and put Goose in that training program for like three months, and we just like happened to break up in the middle of that like three month oh, period. Man. Yeah, um, and so David has seen me through many stages of my <laughs> life. Uh, oh man! But it was funny too because he brought Goose back to my house like after her training program, and like then the second time he came, he was like, "Have you written a book?" I saw it in the bookstore. Like oh, he like yeah. was so sweet about it, and was yeah. just like asking it, and it was really really nice, and not in like a weird kind of like Hollywood shitty yeah. way, like in just a very genuine like, whoa, like because he lives in the world of the dog training industry in Los Angeles, which I can't imagine what other kind of clients he deals with. Yeah, but. he was. Yeah, he was very interested in the fact like the what, that I was a YouTuber. Yeah, how, yeah. How that worked. How like, he was like, how do you even make money from that? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I forget that Hannah used him for a second. She had a dog for a little bit. Yeah. And she was using him. Yeah. Oh man, now she has those cats. Now she's got those crazy cats. Did you? You met the cats? They're cute. Well, they, the one has like a really weird ball sack. <laughs> Charles. Yeah, he's got like a pouch, <laughs> so I can really only like pet his back or his yeah. head. But... Charles, yeah, Charles is a sweet thing that like when you see Charles by himself, you're like that cat is like a very weird hairless cat, and then you see Lady, which looks like a Disney villain, and then you're like Charles is a cartoon character. Like <laughs> Charles looks ridiculous. 
man. They're yeah. sweethearts, though. Pets are the best. They are the best. How's your dog doing? Oh, she's better. Yeah. Yeah. How she's Is she young? Four. Four, okay. Yeah. That's about Goose's age. She's, like, between four and five somewhere. She's definitely more manageable. So That's good. Yeah. And now I know what to do. So It's also just great to have a place to take your animal to if you have to leave town. That's, I called this morning because for tour, mm-hmm. I booked the weekends yeah, that no, I would that's be gone. Yeah. The most amazing, because like hardly anyone can watch my dog, and I can't take her to just like a general boarding place. And so yeah. they're like well-equipped to, I know she's going to be fine there, which yeah. is so wonderful. Yeah, no, they're great. Well, I mean, what better way to end than talking about dogs? Talking about the things honestly. that we love. Yeah. Our um, doges. I think this went well. I think so, too. I would say you're doing a great job, Christine. Thank you very much. I'm proud of you. And I cannot wait to see how this uh, podcast evolves. To hear. I mean, you got a camera in here. What's this for? This is for my (laughs) personal archives. Uh, Well, you know, thank you so much for coming. I think it was um, a fun time. And I feel like I know you better now. Well, that's all I can hope. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Don't Mass. Bye, bitch. Hey guys, I am really excited to tell you about a cool new show called This Sounds Serious, a new cast box creation. It tells a fictional murder story that involves twins, cults, and a Florida weatherman. If you're a fan of true crime and comedy, then you will love this show. This show pokes fun at the mystery and crime categories in a unique way, delivering big on both laughs and narrative. This will become your new go-to podcast with wild twists and turns that will leave you dying for more. Each episode is about 25 minutes long, uh, perfect for a commute or a road trip. You can check out the website. It's www.thissoundsserious.com. This Sounds Serious is a CastBox original. This season on... This sounds serious. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, my brother. I, uh, I think he's dead. You are going to meet face-to-face with a murderer. Plus, it's Florida. Everyone's a criminal there. It's like America's Australia. It looked like he was French kissing the waterbed. There was a guy in my cult. He was like, uh, hey, everybody, I think we should kill ourselves. And we were all like, uh, yeah, okay, Todd, you go first. This Sounds Serious is out now. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.